Ashley Grant here, and I'm so excited to bring you Anna Marie Walsh. We are talking to another food blogger today, but it's for a special reason. We are talking about how to take your blog and turn it into a book. So Anna Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. So, all right, let's just dive right in. You are releasing a book. Give us all the deets, and then let's also talk about your background. So let's, let's unpack that first. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you do. So I started blogging. I started a blog back in 2011, um, basically because my family did not believe that I was actually cooking. So I kind of started a blog to kind of start showcasing to basically my parents that I have grown up and became a, a cook in the kitchen. Um, cause it's a running joke in my family that I can't make jello jiggle, um, cause I can't follow directions on a jello box apparently. Um, and so it was just kind of a joke that I was just never going to grow up and be able to cook. And so I kind of just started the blog and then all of a sudden, uh, other people started reading, uh, the posts and it just kind of evolved and back in 2017, I actually decided to start blogging full time. And so it's become a, a blog where um, it's kind of reinvented itself several times. Um, it's always been a food blog. At one point I was doing, I was also doing restaurants in Orlando. Um, another point I was doing, another point in time I was doing fitness. Um, then I was doing travel and now it's basically a food and travel blog. Wow. So that, that seems like a little bit of a, a diverse thing to, to, to change from. So you went from just food to then restaurants and now it's food and travel. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was that made you start doing more than just food? Uh, basically I found myself, I've always kind of been uh, in love with travel. Uh, I've worked for the airlines. I've gotten to travel to many, many places far and wide. And when I started blogging full-time I found myself sitting at home a lot so I decided to kind of get out there and start traveling um, which led me to just go when I travel I like to eat the local cuisine I like to eat in the restaurants that the locals populate um, and then I love taking those recipes th those dishes home with me and then trying to recreate the recipe to kind of relive that travel experience. But travel's just always been in my blood and I've been able to uh, kind of weave it into the blog. Absolutely love that because there is something so special about trying the cuisine of local areas. And then, like you said, bringing it home and being able to recreate it. Um, it's, it's interesting. The, uh, there's a dish that we had in Thailand and we never heard, knew what it was actually called. So when I got home, we just tried to recreate it and I just call it the Thailand noodles. That's all we call it. And we have it pretty regularly because it just, now, now I'm gonna have to actually make that. Cause now I'm thinking about travel. I'm thinking about 
food, making me hungry at 11 a.m. Uh, that's when we're recording this. Uh, so yeah, I love that idea of, of taking something that you already love doing and turning it into more content for your website. And, you know, you made the comment that just, oh, girl, I felt that whenever you said, you know, you're sitting at home and blogging's damn lonely in that respect. So I, I completely understand wanting to make it more of an experience so that you can go and do things and then write about that. I, I think that's brilliant. Exactly. And that, that's exactly it. That it, it just, I not only do I travel for just for the sake of getting out there and getting, you know, away from the house for a while and getting to experience new things. But for me, most of my travel always revolves somehow around the food. So one of my main things when I travel, one of my main activities is I always try to do some type of a food tour so I can kind of get to know the different restaurants. I try to do that in the beginning of my trip so that if there's, you know, something that I absolutely have to go back and try, I have the opportunity to do that. But it's, it's pretty amazing how food and travel kind of go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, there's, there's something to be said about the cuisine really adding to the experience of the location that you're in. I don't think that there's a better way to really get to know a destination until you have sat in some backwards off the back alley restaurant where all the locals go and you really dig into what their culture is, as opposed to the tourist culture that's kind of out on the main street. So, you know, but like with you doing the the Thailand noodles, I mean, that's something that you can recreate and you guys have probably had conversations about your trip as you are eating those noodles. Absolutely. We talk about it all the time. And it, it you yeah. know, the craziest part about the Thailand noodles is it was from a street vendor. It wasn't one of the, like, I guess you'd call it a, a chain restaurant, if you will, because that's one of the big rules we have whenever we are traveling, where we know we will be eating at the local places. We don't want to go to chain restaurants. We don't want to go anywhere where we can eat it at home. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's great. Uh, in yeah. fact, that's one of the big reasons that I go to conferences is to, to, you know, I mentioned the thing about being lonely as a blogger behind the screen. Um, that's one of the reasons I go to conferences. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't we meet at a blogging event? I, I know we, I know we got to go to, um, blog her in LA together, but, um, wasn't the first place we met the food wine conference. Um, very well could have been, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just know that I kind of got to know you better. I think maybe I knew who you were, but I don't think that I had really hung out with you until we went to Los Angeles, ironically, because that's kind of how I've gotten to know a lot of the local Florida bloggers is by going to conferences on other sides of the country. Yeah, that that's hilarious to me because that's exactly how it's happened for me too. Because you know, you you sit at home all the time and you're and you're working on these blog posts, and then you go to an event where everybody who's doing what you do is in the same spot. And that's one of the reasons I love live events so much. Um, I just actually got back from podcast movement and I've been really getting into podcasts lately. So getting to actually interact with the people who are doing what we do, it's it's such a great way to get to know each other. And it's great for networking too. It's great for networking. It's great for support. Um, I know that we'll get into the book in a bit, but you know, just 
having being able to um you know kind of put it out there that hey I have a book I'm finding a lot of it's my blogger friends that are kind of oh that they're the ones going out and and buying it they're the ones that are um writing reviews on it they're the ones that are encouraging and you know I mean I there's something really special and unique about a, the community of bloggers Absolutely. And that's actually what prompted us to do this interview today is I wanted to talk about your book. So let's actually just go ahead and dive right into that. So how did the book come to be? What's it about? Obviously, it's probably about food, but uh, give me a little bit of background about how that came to fruition. Um, I So the book is called Quick and Easy Vegetarian Cookbook. Um, it's basically, I wrote 75 recipes. Um, uh it came to be because I actually got an email from a publisher and she wanted to set up a basically just a get to know you phone call. And she just said, you know, Hey, we, uh, we have a, a book that we are thinking of publishing and we're, we're kind of hunting for an author. And one of the editors came across one of my Brussels sprout recipes that I had on Beauty and the Beats. And from there, um, they asked me to submit writing samples. And I actually was not selected to be the writer of, of the cookbook. So I went about my business. Um, I was actually in about six weeks later, I was actually in San Antonio, Texas on a trip eating lunch. Um, when I got another email and they said that their first author had actually, they had a falling out and they were on the hunt again for another author and they actually offered me the contract. So um, they definitely found me through the blog and through one of my recipes. And then it kind of evolved from there. It kind of became a whirlwind. The whole book kind of came together in three months. Um, so as you can imagine, we, my, uh, my boyfriend and I, we ate um, pasta for an entire week straight as I tried to come up with pasta recipes. We ate um, side dishes uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner as we tried, as I was trying to come up with side dishes. And um, it's just, it's been a whirlwind, but the publisher actually found me. So I got to ask you, um, because everybody that's going to be listening to this is going to want to know, um, if they found you through your blog, were you a huge blogger at the moment that they reached out to you? I would not say I'm definitely not a huge blogger. Um, I'm also not a kind of a newbie beginning blogger. Um, I mean, I've been blogging at this point for 10 years. I have several recipes on my blog that have gone viral. Um, so I've gotten a, a lot of attention from those where I've been, um, you know, had articles on Buzzfeed and um, Honest Cooking Magazine. Like, so I've had, I would say I'm definitely in the medium ranks as far as, you know, if you're doing small, medium, large, big blogger. I would say I'm somewhere kind of in the middle. 
Okay. So what would you say to the person who wants to get a book deal like you did? Is it that they found you because you have unique recipes or is it because of the style of writing? What was it you, what, what, what do you think it is that, that made these publishers reach out to you? Well, the one thing that I do on my, on my own blog is I don't, I don't necessarily, I know that we're supposed to be, you know, going for keywords and going for, um, you know, the, the big, um, one of the things that kind of got me some attention is I started recreating Starbucks recipes, some of the Starbucks refreshers. And those, for the most part, are the particular blog posts that have kind of gained, probably gained me the most, um, or give me like the most uh, page views. And I'm pretty much at the top of, of Google searches when people are searching for those recipes. Um, so when I'm not doing those recipes, I would say for every Starbucks recipe, copycat recipe that I do, I probably do maybe five or six other recipes. And I do the kind of recipes that people wouldn't necessarily considered to be very popular. For instance, I did a, a Brussels sprout veggie burger and that's what the editor um, for the book, that's how she had actually found me because I don't know what she was searching for, but somehow she came across my Brussels sprout veggie burger. And it's a post that's on my blog that it doesn't particularly perform very well because it just, it's nothing, it's something that people don't necessarily look for. So, um, and I've been kind of talking for the past three years, I've been threatening to write a cookbook of all Brussels sprout recipes. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Cause yes. I mean, that's something so unique. I don't think I, I I've never seen a Brussels sprouts cookbook. So that's hysterical. Exactly. And I'm being told, you know, I have friends and family that are telling me, you know, well, why? I mean, who's going to want to buy that? But Brussels sprouts have really made this giant, they've become like this giant popular vegetable that people either, people either love their Brussels sprouts or they absolutely despise Brussels sprouts. So that was kind of my, my first thought of doing a book. And now that I've done this book, I am, I am getting ready to um, start launching the Brussels sprout book. Well, okay. I got to ask you, is the Brussels sprouts veggie burger in the book? It's going, it's actually in the vegetarian book that I wrote. I actually did include that recipe. So yes, I have a couple Brussels sprout recipes, but I think I have two Brussels sprout recipes and that is one of them. Yes. Okay. Well, I have to ask you for the book that's coming out. Um, how many of the recipes that are on your blog are making it into your book? Um, I would say, I think I took eight recipes that were actually on my blog and put them into the book. And then the other 67 recipes were all recipes that I actually created just for the book. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot of work. And you said this all came together in three months, three months. Wow. Yeah. So why was it that you didn't repurpose more of your articles that are on your website? Uh, that was actually a request from, from the publisher. Um, Cause basically those, a lot of those uh, posts had already been out there and they were already available on my website. So 
I think that they, um, you know, just didn't want me to be pulling down a bunch of recipes from my blog and kind of just repurposing them into a book when people could go and kind of just search those recipes and get them on my blog without having to buy the book. On one hand, I get that. But on the other hand, I, I think that it, it basically forced you to be extra creative. <laughs> well, it did. But the, the one thing that I did do is I actually took a lot of the recipes that I had on my blog and kind of revamped them. So I oh, have okay, that a makes lot sense. of recipes I, I already had the basis for, and I just kind of changed things so that they are two different recipes. So it's not like I sat down and just made up 67 recipes. Um, a lot of them are, a lot of the new recipes in the book are based off of recipes that I do still have on the blog. They're just kind of revamped and repurposed. Oh, well, thank goodness. At least that, at least you had something to go off of then. And right. you said they're all, and you said they're all vegetarian. They are. Yes. The whole book is vegetarian. Um, there's a, there's a number of recipes that are vegan and gluten-free and then one of the parameters in writing the book is every single recipe is either off the shelf or it's ready in 30 minutes or less it's five ingredients or less um, there's different parameters so literally when it's a quick and easy vegetarian it literally is wow so tell me a little bit about the distribution of it is it going to be mainly an ebook or is it also going to be a print and then stores how's that how's that going to work um, it's, it is a print book. Um, right now they are concentrating it on Amazon as far as, uh, distributing, distributing it. Um, but I have had a couple of friends that have told me that they were able to find it on the Barnes and Noble website. Wow. That's really cool. So you're not just going to yeah. be with the Bezos. You're also going to be on uh, Barnes and Noble. That's fantastic. Yes. yes. Yeah. So walk me through the, the process of, of the pressure you must have felt to get all this done in three months. So was it, was it intense or what, did you thrive on it? Um, I thrived on it. I mean, I love, I love having too much work. Um, cause I think it just keeps me focused and motivated. And, um, I, I've always said that I thrive on chaos and it was definitely chaotic. I mean, some people love chaos and some people, it really stresses them out. And I think that I thrive on the chaos. So uh, I think a lot of bloggers do, honestly, I think a lot of us have an addiction to chaos. Yes. And I think that's just all kind of part of the, of the, the program. I mean, if you, if you kind of look into blogging, um, our work is never done. It, our work will never be done. If Breach. <laughs> So true. Right? <laughs> right. And especially because that's one of the reasons why I also like going to conferences so much because um, it's very important that you learn the different algorithms and the new techniques that Pinterest is now implementing and, um, and how Instagram has changed. I mean, so to me, going to blogging conferences also, not only are you networking, but you're also really just kind of meeting um, fellow bloggers that you can say, did you understand anything about that Pinterest talk? Cause I don't get it. You know, and next thing you know, you're going to dinner and talking about Pinterest over a glass of wine and you have a, you know, someone to be able to, to talk to about the new practices. Cause our work is never, there is always a laundry list of stuff that you have to do when you're a blogger. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I think I have a running list that just, I mean, it's like never ending. It's, it's got at least 700 items on it. And that's not an exaggeration uh, because uh, there's always something yeah. that you think of in the middle of the night or when you're looking at someone else's website or when you're talking to someone or just when you're in the bathroom, just all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to put this on my list. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why a lot of new bloggers get overwhelmed because I think that the misconception of blogging is that people think that, oh, I'm just going to start a blog. And then they get into having to design the website, which is a whole thing in itself. Um, but just having to maintain the website, just having, you know, having to know certain geeky things, like most of us that have been blogging for a long time can absolutely go into the backside of our blogs and, and create, you know, CSS and and make, make this stand out or make this, you know, different elements that, that we're able to do ourselves without having to have necessarily a website designer do stuff because there's just so much maintenance and things that you kind of have to learn, you know, if you're going to survive. And I think so many new bloggers don't realize that it is a never ending. There's, there's some people that like to have a job where you can do your job and you come home and you're, you just put the job behind you. And I think we as bloggers, our job is never done. Um, we can't go anywhere without taking pictures and having to post it on social media or on the blog or, you know, I mean, when's the last time you actually went out and ate and didn't take a picture of, of your food? I don't remember. <laughs> the, the camera eats first. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So did you take a lot of pictures um, to, to put into the book? Um, actually, no, the, the one um, thing that they, that I would say is that I would love to have more pictures in the book. Um, however, the pictures that are in the book, um, you know, I mean, they're obviously, they're, they're beautiful shots. I did not take them. Um, they were pictures that the, my publisher had provided. Uh, thank goodness, because when I do recipes for my own blog, I spend a lot of time doing the photography. So the one thing that was, that made the book a little bit easier is that I was able to basically make the dishes and then not worry about having to, you know, make a whole setup for the photography and setting up the backgrounds and the backdrop and, you know, all that. I didn't have to worry about the, the pictures. So I was able to literally just concentrate on just the recipes. Wow, that's the dream. So what what advice would you give to the blogger who's just starting out, who wants to not only build a, a website similar to yours, but hopes to, or has an aspiration to have a book deal like you just got? Um, I would say just, for me, the most important thing has always just been uh, just being very, I, I'm trying to look for a better word, but I think the word that I would say is just being educated. And I say that in that, you know, learn some of the backside of the blog, learn, um, don't worry about the book deal right now, get the blog up and running, get a couple of really good posts, get your, you know, learn the SEO, learn, um, get, get your blog up and running first, establish that credibility first. And then once maybe you have a couple of, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe after a year that, that you've been blogging and, and you know that this is something that you're going to be able to stick with and you're going to be able to do, 
then you can kind of start reaching out to different publishers. Um, I think that there's also a misconception with a lot of, of people that they think that they're just going to start this blog and then the opportunities are just going to come their way. And oh, absolutely. And I blame, you know, your Addison Rays and your TikTok famous people for that because, you know, it's like, oh, they just get online and they start dancing and all of a sudden they've gone viral and now they're making a million dollars. That's not how it works in the real world. Yes, it's awesome to read all these cases of these people going viral and, and their websites taking off, but the average person, they're going to have content that needs to be I guess you'd say uh, groomed and and made into something that people are going to want to read regularly. And so so you can't just go into it expecting you're going to get Internet famous overnight. Right, right. And, and again, I I was not approached to even do this book until I had nine years behind me blogging. So, you know, it's nothing that I think that you can just. Um, you know, you, you have to have some type of credibility. You have to have some type of presence. Um, and I say that because I think that my publisher is also kind of counting on the fact that, that I do have a little bit of a following online. And so that's going to help with when it comes to the marketing, which I'm kind of smack dab in the middle right now, just doing the different marketing and the promotions. And so I think that that's something that they're kind of counting on you know, for my end of the marketing. Well, speaking of, let's go ahead and give the plug again, give us the name of it and where we can buy it. It is called Quick and Easy Vegetarian Cookbook. And uh, it's right now it's available for pre-order on Amazon. Um, you can also find it at Barnes and Noble. Um, I think Amazon is the place that, that the book is actually gonna be released on September 21st. So I don't actually know when you're going to actually broadcast this, if it's going to be prior to that or after. As fast as I can get it edited, it's going out, baby. <laughs> okay. So September 21st is when it will actually be available um, for, for shipping. So you can pre-order now. Um, yeah. Well, in the meantime, if we can't get it, if, we, if we're not wanting to wait for the book, where can we find you online? I am at beautyandthebeats.com and it's beats, B-E-E-T-S.com. And I am Beauty and the Beats also on Instagram and, and Facebook. That's fantastic. Well, I want to just let you know that I really appreciate you taking the time to, to jam with me about your book. I hope it's a huge success and I can't wait to see what comes from it. And hopefully it'll be just the beginning of so many books from you. Thank you so much, Ashley. And I miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> we, we, we need coronavirus to just leave so we can start hanging out with people in real life again. <laughs> yes, I, I am absolutely, I can't wait for conferences to become a regular in-person thing again. Yeah, because like I said, I, I just got back from podcast movement and it was very strange, everybody being in masks and no one wanting to hug or high five. <laughs> right, right, which is very not, not very, that's not how bloggers operate. We are, we are a fun bunch of people. And, you know, I mean, we are, are, we are each other's best friends. So absolutely. We were, we're bloggy friends, <laughs> right? Bloggy which, is, friend. which is actually why I actually started this show and called it that is I, I, I blurted out one year at, at blogger 
uh, I want everybody to be my bloggy friends. And so the whole time that I was walking around at that very first conference, I'm handing out my business card saying, let's be friends. So Anna Maria, I gotta know, will you be my bloggy friend still? <laughs> I am still your, I am always your bloggy friend. That's fantastic. Well, let me ask you, is there anything I did not ask you that you wish I had? Uh, That's your only on the spot question. <laughs> I only on the spot question. Um, no. Well, very no. good. All right, cool. Well, then I guess we'll do the wrap up. And uh, I just want to thank you again for taking the time. And I cannot wait to see this book. Excellent. Well, I will, I will be sending you a copy soon. I can't wait to read it. I cannot wait. Well, thank you again. And I will talk to you next time. All <laughs> and, right. Thank and, you. And bloggy friends, until the next time, may your page views be high and your bounce rate be low. <laughs>